Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Welcome to my podcast today. So excited to have you. So let's get right into it. I wanted to share with you today how a little bit of how we're designed and what we need to do in order to take steps towards healing ourselves, whether that is emotional healing, sometimes it could be physical healing, um, but just some things that are linked to our emotions and expressing them. Okay. So I want to call this expressing your emotions with words. Many of us didn't grow up with this understanding of how to express our emotions with words. We don't even know really what feelings are. We don't know how to express a feeling. So we use a lot of words to say how we feel. So often with my clients, if I say, how are you feeling right now? They might give me this long story (laughs) of how they're feeling. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like a feeling is one word. Now you can have several feelings that are many words and um, you can express them through different ways, but ultimately feelings are one word. So for example, if I was hit by somebody in my car, I would have multiple feelings. I might first be, in shock that I got hit. And then when I uh, came to, I might be scared because I don't know if the damage to my car is really bad or maybe somebody else is hurt. And then the next thing could be anger. I could be feeling really angry that somebody hit me. There's a lot of things that can happen emotionally inside of us. And one of the issues that I find with a lot of my clients is that when they hold back expressing that emotion, when we don't share an actual word for our emotions that link up with what's happening inside of us, and we withhold that, and we don't share that with another person, this is when we get dysfunctional. This is when we start to create stories in our head and distortions in our head because we're not actually bringing what we're feeling inside into relationship. It's so important to express your emotions verbally because we are verbal beings. From a young age, we start verbalizing, whether that is through body language, communicating, crying. We we have a lot of ways that we verbalize things. And it's really interesting because when we're babies, we naturally verbalize. We naturally cry when something is wrong. We naturally get angry. When something is wrong, we naturally get louder and move our body and show the distress from whatever emotion or need we have. 
But as we get older, have you noticed that a lot of us, we don't feel safe to bring need into relationships, you know, um, our needs, our emotions. We don't feel safe to share that. And I don't know if it's like the societal thing where we, it's like weak to share your emotions or your needs. Could be societally. It could be your home. It could be how you were raised in your home. That it's weakness to bring a need into relationship or it's weakness to share an emotion. It's weakness to show an emotion. And yet what that has done to us as human beings is so detrimental. We actually need to be able to verbalize in many different forms, emotions that we feel and experience in our body in order for us to be healthy, in order for us to be aware of ourself even. I mean, how many times have you reached out to a friend before it got really bad and shared an emotion that you were feeling? Shared a fear? I think some of the things that keep us from sharing obviously is family of origin stuff, right? Like you've, maybe you grew up in a family where it was unacceptable to have emotions or maybe it was unacceptable to bring pain into relationship. I mean, we've, we've been kind of taught that since we were young. I mean, how many times have you heard a mom and, and by the way, this is no shame to moms. If you do this, I have done this too. I did this with my first child. God bless her. I did this to my first child because I didn't know any better. But if my daughter had fallen, I would pick her up and pat her and say, you're okay. You're okay to get her to stop crying because that's, kind of how I was taught or societally how we're taught to treat our children to just pick them up and they'll be okay. You just, Nope, you just need to get up or they fall and distract them from crying. Do something funny. It's kind of, it's kind of insanity if you think about that. And I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day. This is how crazy this is. Okay. She's telling me how she was going for this uh, nanny job and she was doing something with the kids while she was nannying them or, or interviewing as a nanny for them. And the, the interview required her to interact with these kids and she fell and she broke her arm and she totally was dying from the pain. Okay. She broke her arm and she was playing it off as if she was fine. And then she gets in the car. She's now supposed to drive these kids and show the parent that she can drive safely. And, and, and this was a part of her interview process. And she goes to grab, um, 
the stick shift and she can't move it because her arm is broken. And she played it off. And then finally to the point to where she couldn't play it off anymore. And the mom who is doing the interview for her as this nanny says, are you okay? Do we need to take you to the hospital? And they ended up needing to take this person to the hospital. This is just one example of how we interact with other people when we're in pain because we don't want to show weakness because that's what we were taught. We were taught to be like, it's okay, just get up or like dance it off. I mean, I have seen people get really hurt and then stand up and go, it's, I'm okay, I'm okay. And it's like, actually, I don't think that you're okay because you have blood coming down your face and a hole in your head. <laughs> but we do this, right? We try to play it off. Like, it's just okay. I'm okay. Everybody, I'm okay. Until we get home and we're crying to ourselves alone and literally continue on that loneliness, that deep, deep loneliness to deal with it and, and not have anybody there for us. And we've been taught this way of being, like just shake it off, just get up, you're all right. And it's really weird, you guys. I, I'm just gonna say it, it's freaking weird. Why do we do this? We do this because parents were taught originally by their parents, who were taught by their parents, by their parents, so on and so forth, that if you are triggered by your child, by their crying or their distress, or you can't handle their distress, you just need to tell the child to shake it off and they'll be okay. And really what that did was that left the child without anybody being there for them. And we just carried it on for generations. And this isn't to shame anybody. We're all growing and learning. There's new science that shows you know, how this has affected us for years and how it has caused all different types of dysfunctional attachment um, styles and not giving us secure attachment, all of these things. There's, we have so much information now that our parents and their parents didn't have and so on and so forth. So this isn't to shame anyone. This is just, I'm just bringing you an observation and a new way of being. Because for me and my clients, I'm having to work with them on things that they should have got in childhood. Like in childhood, you should have gotten attunement. You should have gotten care and delight and excitement and mirroring and empathy. Those are all the things that you should have got to be a healthy adult. It is rare that I meet with clients that got these things. I mean, just being able to have eye contact is so hard for people. If you're listening to this, I'm wondering, is eye contact difficult for you? And I bet you're going to notice now when, you know, you're not making eye contact with people when you're talking. 
this is really hard. But it's important that we learn and we grow because we have the capability to heal. Our personhood wants to heal. It doesn't want to be the same. We don't want to be the same. We, If you look at our bodies, when we get cut or wounded, our body naturally heals. And this is the same with our mental and emotional health. Our body, our, our mind, and our emotions, they long to heal. That's why if you had something happen to you that was traumatic, it often, and you pushed it away and you don't want to deal with it, it often will come up in dreams or flashes because there's a part of you that's saying, I want to heal. So what would happen if something like this happened Maybe you had a dream about a situation that was so horrific or horrible or painful. And you called someone and you said, you know, I had this dream last night and I was scared. I was scared that this happened to me and I kind of feel like it did. Or maybe you know it did happen to you and it made you scared. And you just verbalized the feelings. Maybe you woke up from a really disgusting dream and you just shared with someone, I felt disgusted by that dream. I felt shameful. Maybe I felt like something was wrong with me. And just bringing that into relationship with another person, somebody who's safe and who will allow you to just share and not try to fix. Trust me, it changes so much. Because when we don't share emotions that are deep inside and we are not just, it's not just a thought, you guys. It's not just, oh, I think I'm scared. No, your whole body is experiencing that emotion. Do you understand that? When you have a feeling, maybe that you, maybe it's just anxiety. You're having anxiety. You are having an emotion that you are not aware of that needs to be expressed. But I think we believe that if we share the emotion that it won't change anything. However, it has been proven over and over again that by sharing an emotion with another person and that person being able to just relate to you yeah, I've had a dream like that too. Or I've had a situation like that too. That feeling of belonging, like, whoa, somebody else understands. Somebody else is empathizing, pulling you out of that deep aloneness and bringing you into belonging. It can change so much for you. And I feel so sad for the men because men are really told to not feel their emotions and not express them and if they do it makes them less of a man or less of a boy and it's horrible because what we have done is we've created 
boys in men and not they never got that emotional intelligence that they needed. So they grow up in an adult body, but they don't have adult emotion skills. They don't know how to bring their needs into relationship. They don't know how to express emotions. They hide from sharing that. They don't build secure attachment. And then we wonder why infidelity is so huge among men. (laughs) Because they're not able to bring their needs into relationship. And that need is still there. But what do you do? Well, we have dysfunction now. Because that person can't get their needs met in relationship. And they probably learned really young to get it met outside of relationship in a different way, in an unhealthy way. There is so much to this. I am just scratching the surface of a big issue. And I really want to help change our society and create health amongst us. So that way we're not carrying on generationally more and more damage. Our kids deserve a better future. Any information that we get, they deserve that information to create health for themselves. I mean, wouldn't you have wanted that for yourself if your parents could have provided that for you? So what you can do in short is if you're feeling uneasy in your body and you don't know what is going on, start with getting curious. You know, you can, you can journal out something that actually hits another part of your brain that will expand language for you. You know, it, it write out the feeling in your body, the discomfort in your body. Get a feeling wheel out, feelingswheel.com, and write out what feelings feel the most present right then and there. And then call or text a friend and share what's going on inside. And ask them just to be there for you. You can create the boundaries around the relationship. You can say, I don't want you to fix right now. I just really need to hear or need you to hear And then if you can relate to my story, can you just tell me that you've been there or have had that happen before and you understand? You don't need them to say, well, this is how I fixed it, da-da-da-da-da. No, you just need them to hear you, be there for you, and understand. And just by doing those simple things, you can create a new way of health, emotional health. And the more you do it, the healthier that you'll become. Thanks for listening. If you have found today's podcast helpful, please like, subscribe, and share. If you are interested in coaching with me, go to www.identitylife.coach. And you can also find me on Instagram, identity.life.coach.